welcome to the Lucy Pod. Yes, we finally have a podcast name, the Lucy Pod. So it's been quite a while since I recorded my last episode. In fact, I think it's been over five months. And after this episode has been edited, I'll be uploading my first four podcast episodes, which is incredibly exciting. But it's been really, really hard to fit podcast planning and podcasting into my routine due to online university. Um, Victoria is finally out of lockdown, thank goodness, and university is finished for the year, so it's time to reflect on our time at online university. I just completed my second year of Bachelor of Arts at the University of Melbourne and I found online uni incredibly difficult as someone who is ADHD. I hate to sound like a wanker, but I thought to myself, instead of wallowing in self-pity about how hard online uni was for the neurodiverse, why not make it my next podcast episode? So a lot went into this because it's something that's very close and dear to my heart. And I reached out to my ADHD support group online to get some other neurodiverse views regarding online learning and being ADHD. I'll also be interviewing some of my neurotypical friends regarding online learning in the hopes to answer the following question and questions that might crop up, such as, do people with ADHD have unique challenges when it comes to online learning? Or is it pretty much the same for everyone, i.e. neurotypicals? Therefore, this podcast might be a two-parter. Part one will probably be about my own personal experiences and the experiences of some fellow ADHDers. And part two will be interviews with some of my favorite neurotypical people. Um, This depends on if this first part is too long. So it may or may not be a two-parter. We don't know yet. So now we're going to begin with some context with the whole online university thing. Picture this, we're in a pandemic and Victoria is in stage four lockdown and this means that universities are completely closed. Some universities, like mine, the University of Melbourne, made some allowances for students who required use of the campus. This means that some science and music subjects and very sort of practical subjects are being delivered on campus, but for the rest, they are being delivered online. But what does this mean? Well, the way in which universities teach online varies from university to university. At the University of Melbourne, we use the meme-worthy video conferencing platform called Zoom for lectures, seminars, tutorials, etc. Our work is uploaded onto our learning management system canvas. Lectures are pre-recorded and released according to the subject timetable. We have to do readings, questions and research before classes and after lectures in order to participate in tutorials. However, this is not the case at other universities. One of the ADHDs in my support group who is completing a Bachelor of Counselling and was diagnosed halfway through their degree stated that they do a blended delivery via Zoom but didn't specify what that sort of meant. And then someone else said that they have pre-recorded lectures that they watch anytime they want then they meet online via Zoom and ask questions or use the LMS Blackboard to ask questions. And another person said that they receive slideshows for lectures and email their teacher questions. Yikes. Sounds like a nightmare. I'm not here to teach a bash as having two teacher parents has made me understand how transitioning from an on-campus to online delivery is very difficult. However, it was a nightmare. You see, I really thought that 
first semester online was bad. However, it was quite pleasant and easy. Teachers were lenient and not too bothered with overloading us with work. We were learning how to online uni together. It was sort of, we were holding our hands through this new adventure. However, something completely switched in semester two that made it a nightmare for my ADHD brain. So now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of this podcast. First, I'm going to discuss ADHD brains and online uni along with my experience. And then, like I said before, I am probably going to be chatting to my boyfriend first regarding his experience um, with online university. He is a first year university student at Swinburne and he's completing a Bachelor of Media and Communications. So it'll be very interesting to see how such a subject um, was delivered online and what that meant for him. (sighs) How to ADHD when you're learning from home. Learning from home can either be a blessing or a curse for ADHD brains. The blessings being that one can sleep in and rest their brain, create their own ADHD accommodations and special needs, hyper-focusing on whatever aspect of work they'd like. And the curses being that you can sleep in, create your own accommodations, i.e. poor study habits and laziness, and hyper-focus on a Sims 4 house project till 4am and not get any work done. I really despise learning from home for these very reasons. It gave me too much freedom and flexibility and not enough routine to basically study whenever I wanted, which for me is not good. Things that neurotypicals might find really annoying like schedules, detailed to-do lists, rules, actually promote productivity and are super useful for ADHD brains. We need something, whether it be a timetable or lecture, to tell us when to do what and how. Therefore, when all of these go out the window and you have to make your own decisions and create your own routine, your life becomes harder. Here are the things I and other ADHDers found difficult to grasp during online uni. Number one, structure. At uni, we have a timetable that tells us when we need to get up, leave the house, go to class, have lunch and head home. This means we know when to get ready and do things like eat breakfast, shower, get dressed and leave the house, etc. The minute university is online, all of these things become optional and a complete blur. I could not visualize my day at all. Despite having a timetable, I could not seem to visually or mentally place key tasks throughout the day. My days became a complete muddle. The only thing I managed to stick to was waking up at the right time, exercising and showering. But when it came to actually sitting down and doing study or actually being online and engaging with the work and material, I couldn't. I was all over the shop. An anonymous ADHD has said that there isn't enough for structure with online learning. I've struggled to keep up with it. I do like being able to pause and control the speed of the video content, but don't feel like I'm really being taught. Same here. ADHD brains are time blind. We do not have the best, if not any, sense of time. We do not know how long something will take or how much time has passed. I time slipped so many times. I got stuck into one specific subject and assignment and aspect of that assignment for hours that I would forget how much time passed by and then the day was gone and I hadn't made much progress. Not having transition times made my brain get frustrated and upset at how little I had done or how little time I felt I had. When I would walk to university and across campus, my brain would get a chance to recharge and process and 
prep itself for the next class and the day ahead. And this is so crucial to ADHD brains because going from one task to another is really challenging. And when you don't have a campus to go to, there isn't really a sense of transition. It's just from your bed to your desk. There's no time to decompress and practice almost a bit of mindfulness. Now with number two, which is accountability. When one is on campus, there are so many things and people holding you accountable. You have tutors telling you to hand things in online or in person, and you have friends around you who might discuss the upcoming assignment or even remind you to get it done. If you show up late to class, someone knows, like a tutor. All of your decisions are kind of being monitored and you have to be extra aware of them. Being at home makes you invisible because no one knows if you showed up to your study area late, logged on late or did not hand in your assignment on time. You can just blame it on the internet lag. Tutors don't even know that you're watching anti-MLM videos during their classes. I'm not talking about personal experience though. Now, I know that this can be said for neurotypicals as I'm sure many of them spent their classes on their phone. However, when an ADHD brain does it, this is even more detrimental because we cannot multitask. We cannot be on our phones and also listening to content. It content. It's one thing at a time. If we're doing something else, all of our attention is on that. We're not engaging with the content, which then means we miss out. We don't know what's going on. And then we're more likely to slip through the cracks and fall behind. And number three, I would say is connection. And I think that even neurotypicals can relate to this is that while a lot of social media platforms and video conferencing platforms promote a sense that you'll always be connected it's really not the same and there's an incredible sense of loneliness doing online university I'm a sort of ADHD brain that really thrives when I'm in an environment with people in person where we're all working together whether that be in the same subject same assignment same course even so it was an incredibly lonely experience to be sat at my desk very far from friends that I could only see through a screen it didn't bring me comfort to be able to see them um, for some people I'm sure it was great for them to be able to see their friends in class and chat with them but for me I just found it very distant and it was the same with my teachers I really enjoy engaging with people in person I'm just not made for online university and when you put everything in one place where I do all my notes on my laptop all of my work on my laptop and all of my learning on there it just becomes a muddled mess and I don't have time to sort of switch in between and I didn't feel like I could talk to my teachers as much and this could be and is definitely a me problem but I found it incredibly difficult to sort of talk to teachers and ask them I mean when you're in class in person you can go after class and talk to them but it just felt odd sitting with teachers on a zoom call and telling them that you know things were difficult and all of that it was just I don't know it was just a very very odd experience and being an extrovert and ADHD I need to always talk to people so being put in breakout rooms to do work was an opportunity for me to be social, which is pretty disruptive, not only to students, but to me. And I couldn't find a healthy balance between chatting with friends and getting the work done at the same time. And therefore, 
I felt, you know, a little isolated and I felt like I couldn't sort of work with a team. I felt very much on my own and that's kind of a sad fact and that's a shame, but I'm so glad that we're going to be back on campus this year because, oh, it's 2021. Yep, that's how long it's been since I've been recording this podcast and let it, you know, slip to 2021. But yeah, so I'm really glad that we're going to be back on campus because it's going to be a beautiful environment of learning and a culture of studying and learning. And that's what I and a lot of ADHD brains need. Now, before we get into the interviews and sort of talking about other people and their experiences, I wanted to give some tips to sort of um, transition onto a more positive note because we went to really grim sort of feeling alone and lonely. What are some things that ADHD brains can do to make their online university experience easier. For me personally, it was taking advantage of all of the special consideration options that are available at my university. If you are a student at the University of Melbourne, you can contact the Student Equity and Disability Support and you can get an ongoing support file made up for you if you're struggling with a learning difficulty, mental health issues, anything else that's gonna prevent you or make it harder for you to sort of excel in your education, definitely contact them and they will create a file of everything that's sort of going on with you. I was about to say what's wrong with you, but everything that's going on with you and they will put down the accommodations you may need. And for me personally, I had extra time during assessments, which is something I really liked, breaks during exams and being able to ask for extensions on work. It may not sound like a lot, but for me, it made a huge difference. And also the biggest one that was super helpful for me. So I found it incredibly difficult to take notes in online learning. They actually have professional note takers, they're academic support workers who watch the lectures the same time as you and they take notes for you in a way that makes sense to you and that you can use later on. It was so incredibly helpful and I'm not going to name them, but if the academic support workers who did my notes are listening, thank you so much. Your notes were amazing and really, really took the stress and edge off. So please, if you are even at another university, contact the disability and equity support and find out what is available to you because sometimes it's hard being ADHD and sort of creating your own things to sort of help you focus it's kind of easier to have someone else come up with it for you like I didn't even know what I wanted and I was told oh well you know you're ADHD you're probably going to want extra time you're probably going to want to have someone take your notes so definitely get in contact and I think the other thing that all ADHD brains need to know and even neurotypicals is that it's okay to have a really bad moment and bad period if you are not at your peak during online university, that is absolutely okay. And just because some kid in your class, you know, bragged about how well they're doing and how great online uni is, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you and that you need to fix yourself. It's okay to struggle and find it hard, especially if you're ADHD. If you found it hard and you feel like you're alone, you're absolutely not. A lot of ADHD brains found it hard, including me, and that's definitely okay and don't listen to anyone telling you otherwise. So what have we learned from this is that, yeah, being ADHD is hard with online uni, but your uni has lots of things to help you with. 
And obviously we're going to talk more about that when we get into the interviews, which are coming up next, either in a part two of this episode or just next. I'm super excited. Welcome back. So I'm sat with my boyfriend, Trent. So give a big round of applause for Trent. <laughs> so like I said earlier, Trent is a bachelor of a student um, doing a bachelor of media and communications at Swinburne. So say hello and tell us one fun fact about yourself because we like icebreakers. Hi, um, I wasn't prepared for the fun fact. Um, fun fact, this episode is being recorded on my setup. On your setup, okay. All right, so first of all, I want to start with some background questions so we can get a bit of a profile for you going. So what subjects did you do this year, this semester? Uh, this semester at uni, I did Introduction to Media Studies, uh, Professional Communications Practice, Global Media Industries, and lastly, uh, Media Content Creation, doing podcasts. Oh, like this one. All right, and when did you start online university at what point in the year uh i believe it was 2020 august yeah august 2020 um just second semester whenever Mm -hmm. that started and how were your subjects delivered what was the online university setup what was your digital campus like yeah so swinburne used primarily um the blackboard collaborate for um online like video calls rather than zooms mm-hmm. and in addition to just like using the um canvas web space to post assignments and just all messaging was done for our canvas for pretty much every subject mm-hmm. not often were we ever sent to something like a google um classrooms or anything else or zoom or anything no you didn't use zoom what did you use for video conferencing blackboard I use Blackboard. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. And what was online university like for you? Because it was your first time ever doing uni. You'd never been on campus. And then you're forced to do online university. What was that like for you? Yeah, so, like... Especially during a pandemic. Yeah, naturally, I was excited because, you know, first time going to uni. Mm. Um, But then at the same time, I'm like, you can tell something's off because it's just like the vibes are weird. The vibes. No, like, I enjoyed, you know, of course, the idea of learning. Why else would I be going to uni? Like, so I was happy to be there and learning stuff. But I could tell, like, especially with something like a media content creation mm. um, unit, the whole point is that, you know, you're able to go into campus and work with the equipment and the resources that mm-hmm. you pay to use um, with the facility. Yep. And they just and collaborate. Can't, yeah, and they just can't provide that. And even to a less extent, something like introduction to media studies, which is just essays and learning, mm. you know, facts. Um, even classes like that suffer to a certain degree just because you don't get that um, tutorial time like you normally would. Um, having never been in a tutorial, but like I can just tell, like, you, you know, the classes aren't it's as different. fully fleshed out. Mm. And what was a typical day for you? Like, what was your routine? Did you have something that you would do that sort of made you go, okay, I'm in the school zone now? Like, did you put on, I don't know, a suit and tie? Like, some people do that if they're working from home just to get them in the mood. Like, what would you do to get yourself in the zone? Or did you just not need to be in the zone? Could you just sit down at your desk, roll out of bed and and do your work? 
Yeah, I don't think there was ever many points where I would actually, like, do something to, like, like, maybe if I really had to crunch for an essay or an assignment that was due, yeah. I would, like, actually try to turn off, um, you know, distracting things. But yeah. so often I would be, you know, whether it's in a lecture or a tutorial um, or, you know, just with a second window open yeah. with some other crap that I was, like, half-focusing on. Mm. And, you know, that's probably reflected in my grades. Um, <laughs> but, like, at no point did I, like, stop myself to, like, come to a distinct sort of um study from home type of plan but also I moved part way through term and I'd say if anything my habits were probably better when I was still at home just because mm -hmm. I could close my door and like lock There's myself a separation. in in a way yeah mm -hmm. whereas when I moved out you know it's of course it's all up to me anyway but, but like even mm. more so to a greater degree it's you know the Again, the vibes are different. Were there any... So you said it actually... I asked the first question. So you said it reflected in your grades. So when you were in class, you know, obviously I even spoke about it. I would be watching like my anti-MLM videos um, during class. And if I was doing that, anything that the teacher said was completely out of my head. I never clicked. Was that the case for you? Or could you just sort of go, oh, I'm half listening to the teacher and I'm also half listening to whatever I'm I'm doing. Could you separate the two? Or could you like multitask? Um yeah, I no, I, I think often I would try to multitask, like But did you succeed? Uh I'd I'd like to think so. Like I, I wouldn't choose something that would like fully engage my attention. Like mm. I'm not gonna try and watch a YouTube video while also <laughs> listen to a lecturer. Like that's just dumb. Who would do that? Yeah, you, totally. No, yeah. you can't listen. Yeah, it's so you can't wrong. listen to two people at once. But like <laughs> playing Microsoft Solitaire in another tab. <laughs> Sounds like my grandfather. That's what he. Yeah, meant. but doing that is absolutely harmless. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not absolutely harmless. It's still taking your attention away. But it's uh, it's not as like engaging as something yeah. else might be. And so I was going to ask you, were there any sort of positives to doing online learning? Because I spoke about in my first um, part of my podcast how the things that sort of neurotypical students or the average person would find restricting, such as, I don't know, schedules, alarms, having someone be on your back and say, hey, you got to do this. Now that you don't have that, was that a positive? Like, was there something about online learning or some things about online learning that made you go, oh, this is really good. Like, I could definitely do this for like another year was there anything about it that played to your strengths as a person or do you need a timetable do you need time to sort of walk to your campus sit down and do the work um i, I think i'm in the same general camp with a lot of other people in the way that like being able to just not say anything when you didn't feel like in a <laughs> tutorial or waking up a minute before you know class starts like it's pretty cheeky and it it feels nice i mean we know really? we know that like you need to be awake and like switched on for like an hour before you should even bother yeah. to try and learn anything so like those of us who did that probably you know like not good um and just the ability to like have all the course content just readily available and knowing our deadlines from the first day of term um was really nice like because you just have a full laid out plan 
but at the same time not having a class or just like a scholarly place to go to um made like those times when you know you should be studying and just like when you would want like a library to go sit down and study at like just some sort of um you know work that learning you can... setting a culture of learning yeah like work that you are capable of doing at home um like there's nothing stopping you and there's no real advantage to doing it um at on campus yeah but sometimes you just want to sit on campus because you know it, it'll probably be better and you'll like try to be more focused switched on to what you're doing um so you said that it was a little cheeky you getting up like a minute or t 10 minutes before your thing that made me stress like the idea of me getting up 10 minutes before my class like you know me i can't i'm like always on time um did that affect you like did you ever have moments of like oh my god i'm like i've slept in and i'm gonna like not have time to get ready for the day were you like ah oh, it's cute um i've i never really would like get ready for the day so, so. what how did that work like did that stress you like no. when you said you didn't like i immediately went what like yeah, no, it was not? it was fine for me. I was just like, yeah, okay. I got class at nine. My alarm set for eight fifty. That's good enough as long as I've like really? got like the first thing I'll do is wake up, turn on my computer, open up Canvas, and then open the tab with the collaborate like session. That way, as soon as the teacher starts, like I can hear it and I can just go and sit down. So you know, do you, you can know always be doing something in the background, which I enjoyed. So you didn't feel the need, like so. I was saying also in the first half of my episode that the really good thing about learning on campus is it's called a transition time. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Okay, tell me what it is then. The transition time between, like, learning sessions? Like no, no, no. No, transition time as in having a schedule and it says, so you've got class at 9 and you, let's say, get up at 8 and you transition from the bed to, let's say, the shower and your brain sort of preps for the day and it knows okay i'm gonna go on campus now and then from the home to campus your brain sort of programs itself to do that and that's so helpful for adhd brains because if we just launch into something it's like <coughs> white noise no one clicks nothing clicks and so the idea of rolling out of bed at 8 50 and just sitting down and having no time to prep my brain would just be insanity so I just find it interesting that you didn't need any sort of brain prep. No, I guess not. But that could just be me. I don't know. It could just be you. I wonder. So you don't need it? No. I mean, it'd be nice. I know, like, I know that it exists and, like, there's benefits to being switched on. No, not even so switched on. Just, like... But personally, I found that, like, it made no difference. Hmm. Okay. And now I have to ask you a question because we like to build empathy here. So... Obviously, you don't know what it, you don't know what it's like. Um, but what do you think would be the biggest challenge as a student struggling with, let's say, mental illness, whether that be anxiety, depression, or a learning difficulty, or a neurobiological disorder like ADHD or autism or dyslexia? What do you think would be a really big challenge whilst doing online uni if you were in their shoes? Um. While I certainly can't speak for them, I... Them. For, yeah. 
Oh, don't want to place words, you know, in any other mouths. But I, I guess just sort of the um, support is already hard enough in a lot of ways for a lot of people. And while a lot of institutions may, you know, try their best and, you know, show off or say that they have, you know, resources available, you know, there's, there's always help, call this, go there, text this person, whatever. Um, you can get help or like, we'll try to support you and like do our best. Um, a lot of those systems and just most of the systems that, you know, these institutions are built on, whether that be the way they teach mm. or their support, um, their administration, um, like that just falls apart when mm. we had to make the quick transition to online. So I think especially, um, as with regular instances, you know, the more, um, diverse of like um extreme of a case you know like non the more non-typical something is the longer it takes for that thing to uh be properly supported and like identified and you know um in whatever way that is right so it took long enough to get that in like on a campus so for online i feel like there's just a lot of things that were probably just forgotten about yeah and left behind heck yeah like i'm sure there's a lot of um you know like differently abled people who had like developed a way in which they work in the class mm. or in a classroom setting yeah that is well for them um that then they had to find out a way to do that at home yeah and maybe there were opposites where you know for some people it was amazing that they could just be at home and do what they previously were dragged into campus to do so yeah each to their own yeah no i agree i feel like with the experience at my university, and I'm, this isn't to say that, you know, my uni does the same for all other students, but I... So in first semester, like, you know, I didn't have any support. I, um... What did I have in semester one? All I had was the right to have extensions. And then in semester two, I got the note takers. You remember? Yeah. And, um... Were they not available in semester one? I had no idea they existed. Like, I didn't think they would be at melbourne uni i thought they were more of like other universities and i got that and that was really helpful and i talked about that before like i had some classmates who said you know there were a lot of moments where they sort of it's like a struggle to get out of bed and sit on your computer even though that's like not a big deal to most people someone struggling with depression it takes it takes a lot out and i feel as if a lot of teachers felt the need that semester two was the time to sort of pile up on the work because their logic was well they're not going out they're not doing anything so i guess they can just do work and i don't know about you but i i didn't find that helpful did your tutors do that did they pile in work because they thought oh well trent's not got much to do um so we'll just i i found that very stressful and very i felt like my brain was going to explode yeah, again, it was my first semester at uni, so I can't really uh, speak fully on that. But from what I could tell, like, no, not really. If anything, the opposite. Like, lucky once or twice, like, even in, like, separate units, like, they were like, oh, the deadline was this Friday. But, you know, uh, due to circumstances, wow. especially because this was during Melbourne's, you know, second stage four lockdown, <laughs> which was a lot tougher um, and a lot more strict than yeah. the in semester one it was worse in semester two so they're like oh well you know circumstances will move the the deadline from like friday to monday you yeah. know without even asking like they would just give everybody an extension 
um, which stuff like that was nice. And in general, yeah, they seem to be really lenient. Like, from what I could tell, like, all the assignments seemed really reasonable. Like, some of them, some of the classes, like, due to the online formatting and not having tutorials and stuff, like, um, in order to keep on top and be able to give uh, an accurate grade, I guess, they would just, like, have these tests, you know, like, a really quick one through Canvas every two weeks. Um, but even those were like the most simple things where it literally, if you had come to the lectures and just half paid, paid attention, attention, yeah, <laughs> even half paid attention for an yeah. hour and just skimmed through the reading, like you couldn't get it wrong. You know? We don't encourage skim reading. You just blew out the mic. But, um, <laughs> we don't encourage skim reading. But like, You're a bad if, role model, Trent. But like, <laughs> yeah, these tests were so simple. Like even if you did that, like you're going to pass, you're going to be all right. So okay. it seemed pretty lenient and pretty good see, at uni. Maybe you just took the wrong subjects or maybe it was just Melbourne that's, in uh, general. I don't see, know. See, that's what I was going to say. Like in first semester, my specific teachers, and they know who they are, um, were really wonderful with me because um, for you guys who don't know, I had to come back from my exchange two and a half months early. I was meant to be there for six months in France. And I came back halfway through semester in semester one like in week five and all of my tutors like agreed to meet with me like on the phone and on zoom and support me and they were super lenient with all deadlines but then in semester two there were specific subjects um that instead of being logical and going well it's really tough let's give them less work they were like it's really tough let's give them more work which doesn't which honestly d didn't make sense to me because all the work would be half-assed, especially on my part because <laughs> I I didn't I didn't have time to do it. And the other thing I was going to ask is, were there any students in your class that you could either see were struggling or talked about how they found it hard? So our tutorials and our lecturers were like dead air all the time. Nobody <laughs> would say anything. Um, so even if people were struggling, and you know the the professors would always be like, oh, speak up if you need help. Like, nobody's going to say shit. Can we swear on this podcast? Yeah, I mean... Okay, mm. I'll redo I'll that. Like, nobody's no, going to... No, you can blur it out. Like, you can put something funny over it. It's fine. You don't need to repeat yourself. So it was dead air. Yeah, there was a lot of dead air. Like, nobody's going to say anything. But um, in our, like, we just had, like, a... Facebook Messenger group chat for like every unit plus the whole um, Bachelor of Comms media at Swinburne. Um, so like people always in that group chat were talking a lot about like, I don't know, it seemed in general a lot of them were, weren't happy with the delivery, but were sort of just like okay with the content. What was wrong with the delivery? Well, what did they find wrong? Well, just like the online methodology um like just in one of the units particularly like um one of the um people giving the tutorials like they just didn't like her um delivery i also had her and like yeah i could understand like eh, it's not great but i feel like that had nothing to do with um online learning like she sometimes just bad <laughs> sometimes you just get yeah bad teachers ouch we don't teach about on this podcast either well oh well um <laughs> So, yeah, um, from what I could gauge, they seemed to be, like, all right. Like, I think everybody, like, understood, like, oh, you know, 
unprecedented times. So it you know, it is what it is. It is what um, it is. But also there were a few people um, that I saw that said like, oh, did semester one, you know, through the online transition, hated it and just um, postponed their semester two till 2021 um, because they didn't want to do another semester of online learning. Like, I'm not sure if you had that with anybody you knew where they just said, oh, I'm going to skip semester oh, two yeah. just so I don't have to do more online learning because yeah. they hated it that much. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I had a bunch of friends at Melbourne and at other unis who were um who were going to, yeah, who did defer. Um, defer, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, defer or take a, a leave of um absence. But I think all round... Um, I think for my next, the next part, I'm going to be talking to Sam and Cairo about their experiences and we'll see. But I think all round, I think what I'm going to gather is that online learning is hard, but I think there are some unique challenges that are presented to students with ADHD, but that's not to say that neuro, you knew normies and neurotypicals didn't, didn't struggle. But for future, for you, what would you say would be something that could be improved with online learning that would help you as a neurotypical and maybe a student who's got ADHD? What would be something? If you could put down like a survey, like a review, what would you say? Like one star? Oh God, I wish this was closer to when term finished because when term, when the semester finished, uh, definitely had like my critiques and could have answered this off the fly. Um, off the fly. Off the fly. Could have answered this. On the top of your head. Off the top of my head. Um, but now trying to think back, I think it's mostly just the actual like integration of that type of practical learning that you'd get in a tutorial, whether it's a practical class or not, um, that was really missing. You know, unfortunately at the end of the day, as much as you can see and hear everybody like for a webcam and a microphone. It's not the same. Um, it's just not actual human communication and some of that authenticity gets lost. Ooh, and obviously... Deep. Can we put something, some deep music here? I guess you say that. Sure. Um, and obviously, like, um, the human, like, classmate connection. Human classmate. Like... They're robots when they're on Zoom. Well, yeah, pretty much. Or nobody wants to speak at all. So, yeah. like, being on campus, making friends, talking to people who are doing the same subjects, getting that sort the of... The uni experience. Uh, like, because, yeah, you can do, like, peer feedback in class and stuff like that. Um, but also, sometimes you'll end up just having conversation about class, you know, and those can be useful just to gauge how other people are doing, etc. Um, that you're just not going to have, like, when you show up 10 minutes, 10 seconds before the lecture starts online. And then as soon as you know the lecturer says all right that's all for today like you're out there you've closed the window yeah, you don't care the, so you're not the talking sexual to other tension people. between me and the leave button is just crazy i always wanted to leave my classes can we leave that in is that appropriate it's your podcast it's your choice um so yeah are these four separate parts like your solo one, and then mine, and then Sam, and then Kyra. I don't know. Because um, it's going to be one very long. It's going to be very long. I think I'm either going to have me and you as the first episode, and then... Oh, and then Sam and Kyra. Sam and... and um, but that'll work. Hopefully Cairo and... Yeah, Sam and Cairo, the two other neurotypicals, the two normies. 
But I want to thank you for coming on the podcast as my... You're my second guest. Who was my first guest? Your father. My father. Okay. Well, thanks. I guess you were an okay guest. Um, I guess I was. I guess you were all right. Do you guys like him? Should I bring him back? I don't know. I might bring you back for my special interests episode. Oh, of course. I'm the most well-versed of her special interests. Do you want to name one? I could name a million of them. Could you name but some? I could name them all now, and they'll probably be different by the time we do the episode. So, do you want to do that? So, we have, like, anti-MLMs. Yes. We have skincare. <laughs> we have Irish YouTubers. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. We have Bald and Bankrupt. <laughs> yes. GeoGuessr. Yes. Chris Watts. Chris Watts, of Jody course. Jodie Arias. Those are... Just the... Eternal. Eternal. Well, thank you so much for coming. Can we all give a round of applause for Trent for being an all right host, guest? Yeah, you're the host, not me. Thank you. And I'll see you guys in the next part or episode. What is this podcast called? The Lucy Pod. Oh, uh, get, uh, leave, leave five out of five Lucys and don't forget to loose. <laughs> now move it or loose it. Move it or loose it. I like that. I'm gonna. Can we keep that? That's your motto now. Yeah. Move it or lose it. Move it or lose it. And we're gonna keep that in.